Welcome to the Health Uncovered podcast, your go-to podcast for all things health, healing, and what to do next on your health journey. I'm your host, Mercedes Cook, a doctor of chiropractic and a diplomate in chiropractic cranial cervical junction procedures. Each week, my guest and I will be uncovering treatment options and health tips to help you get to the root cause of your health issues. If you're tired of seeing doctor after doctor with no answers, then the show is for you. You'll learn all kinds of healthcare options that you may have not known existed that will help you move forward on your healing journey more confident than ever. I invite you to stay open and curious. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Health Uncovered. I am so excited to bring you this episode. I got super inspired, mainly from people in my office, because I want to see if you guys kind of relate to the story. But do you ever feel like everything's fine? Like your health's fine. You don't really have a lot of symptoms. But then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, you have this diagnosis or you have this health condition pop up. And you're just like, how the heck did I get here? I thought everything was fine. And so that is what inspired today's episode, which is the five signs you need to start paying attention to your health right now. And so I want to give you guys five things that I see in my patients and five things that I take really seriously in in my own health or I've had to kind of figure out for myself that I think it's not really talked about a lot. Or you may just think like, oh, hey, that's not really that big of a deal type of thing. So I want to just give you a different perspective on these five things. And so today's episode, the five takeaways we are going to talk about are going to be your sleep quality and why that matters, your bowel movements and why that matters, your skin and how to handle stress, and your dental hygiene. So these are five topics that I want to dive into today with you guys. So let's start with probably one of my favorite topics ever, which is sleep quality. It is one of my favorite topics, mainly because sleep is a superpower. It is one of the easiest things that if you get good sleep quality, it's one of the easiest and free things that you can do for your health to have your body repair each day, get yourself ready for the next day to show up. So Let's dive into this. Like, what is good sleep quality anyways? I'll give you guys a couple ideas, and this is going to look different for everybody. But in general, something I ask my patients all the time is like, you know, how do you sleep? And they're like, oh, you know, fine. Well, fine or good quality sleep is going to look something like this. You go to bed. It takes you, you know, maybe a couple minutes, up to 10, 15 minutes. You get right into sleep. You don't have any issues falling asleep. You also stay asleep, so that way your body actually has time to enter into the REM phases, the deep sleep phases. That way, those are a big portion of your sleep cycle. And then it also looks like when, so you're not waking up a bunch of times to go pee, you're not just waking up and laying there for hours. Good sleep quality is you go to sleep, you stay asleep. Of course, there can be exceptions for different things going on, but this is just talking in general. And then also when you wake up in the morning, you feel refreshed. You feel like you were well-rested. You're ready to take on your day. And I don't mean like you're just jumping out of your bed so excited, even though, of course, that would be preferred. But I just mean you get up. It takes you a couple minutes to like, you know, re-enter the world. And you're like, okay, I'm feeling good. Let's, Let's do this type of thing. 
So that is what I would consider sleep quality or good sleep quality. And of course, the only way to know truly is to have a tracker measure. And if you guys have listened to my other episodes, you know how much I love the aura ring, but I won't go off too much on a tangent. But if you are not experiencing these qualities of your sleep, then this could be telling you a bigger issue. So it could be telling you that something is off with your diet. It could be telling you that your body has too much inflammation or stress. It could be telling you that you're spending too much time having blue light come into your eyes at night. So you're watching too much Netflix. You are staring at your phone for hours before you go to bed. So all of these things are keeping your brain hyperactive, keeping your body in this sympathetic mode, and it's not allowing you to have good quality sleep. And so this is just one of the many signs that that your body can tell you that something is not right. And eventually, if you continue to get poor quality sleep, month after month, year after year. Eventually, this is going to affect your body, going to affect your immune system. You're not going to be as resilient as you could be. And so if your health is okay right now and you're not really having any issues, but you're kind of listening and thinking like, oh yeah, I do have some of these sleep issues, pay attention to this right now. Look at your sleep time routine. Look at, you know, is your diet really clean? Are you eating the best that you can? Are you eating really close to bedtime? A lot of these things are just lifestyle factors that can easily be fixed now. So don't let them manifest into something bigger. And obviously, you guys know, as I'm talking about this, you know, if you are a mom or if you have young kids, this does not apply to you because you are going to be getting up. There are external factors. But this is just in general, if you are at a phase in life where you can sleep normally, a young child does not need you in the middle of the night, this is more so pertaining to you. So pay attention to your sleep quality right now. Now, one of my favorite topics, which this is going to get a little TMI, so if you don't want to talk about it, you can always skip through, but I encourage you to listen because you might learn something that you don't know. But another symptom or sign that your body could be showing you that something is off is your bowel movements. So there's so many things that (laughs) could be said about this. If you don't know what your bowel movements are supposed to look like, first off, just look up the Bristol scale to make sure that they are normal and you can have a visual. But in general, your stool should be long, sausage-like, and also smooth. It should not be like hard to get out, should come out pretty easily. You should feel like your bowels have like completely emptied, not like there's more in there. That's just, those are signs of a good, proper, healthy bowel movement. And our body is, is really cool, you guys. When our bowel movements don't look like that, it's literally just a sign from our body telling us that something's going on. So, for example, if you have a bowel movement and it's a bunch of hard clumps telling you that you're constipated, well, great. Those are signs that you may not be drinking enough water. Maybe you need some electrolytes. Maybe you need to change your diet, add some more fiber back in there, or add some magnesium. So, pay attention to that. Also, similarly, Before I knew about the Bristol scale, I didn't know that when you have a bowel movement that is a bunch of small, like soft little blobs, then that is a good sign that you are lacking fiber in your diet. So it's so cool that our body literally has this eliminating mechanism of us having bowel movements every day. And it tells us if something is off. So pay attention to that because sometimes, one, if you don't know what your bowel movements are supposed to look like, or you don't know that you're supposed to have like one to two healthy bowel movements a day, that's going to be person dependent on how many you have. But if you know what the quality of a healthy one looks like, then you know, oh, cool, like my body's on track. So my diet, how I'm eating, 
this is working for me, essentially. And one really cool study that I'll share with you guys is that your bowel movement, your poop, is also linked to heart health. So there was a really cool study done in 2020 where people who pooped fewer than three times per week had a greater risk of heart disease, heart attacks, and stroke. That's pretty significant. So if you're someone that's not having a bowel movement every day, I highly recommend, again, some easy things are making sure you're you're hydrated, making sure that you have proper fiber in your diet. And that'll be different for every person, how much you need, but then also moving your body. So if you're very sedentary and you don't exercise very much or you don't get eight to 10,000 steps per day, like that's not helping you. So start really simple with maybe just like some diet changes, making sure you're getting enough water and moving your body every day. That should really kind of cover the basis. If not, there, of course, could be a deeper issue of something going on. So then you want to go consult with your doctor and figure out what's happening there. Sometimes it's really just a lifestyle thing. So pay attention to that. After I read that study, I was like, wow, that's really cool. I I certainly don't think about my bowel movements like affecting my heart health later. It's great to know. And it's also just another motivation to be like, hey, I need to make sure my bowel movements are healthy. I'm eating how I should be. And let's stay on top of that. So hopefully I didn't lose you there. But again, your bowel movements are just a simple sign of your body talking to you and telling you, you know, what's going on inside. So pay attention to that. Now we're going to move on to your skin. So how many people have had acne or eczema or rashes or just like splotchy red skin, just like not a nice clear complexion? And this could be anywhere on your body, not just speaking of, of your face. Your skin is so much a direct reflection of what's going on inside your gut or your microbiome. I have a great example of this. When I was younger, I would get eczema really bad. Like I would get these red patches that itched so much and I would get them kind of in like the creases of my arms, my armpits, on my legs. And it was so embarrassing because being a young girl, like you know, you don't want to have your skin showing if you have eczema and these rashes all over your body. And eventually I figured out that it really was just my sensitivity to gluten and dairy and basically reducing processed sugar. So when I started actually making better changes with my diet, for the most part, eliminating gluten, I don't do dairy. And then keeping sugar to a minimum and definitely not doing any processed sugar, that made the biggest difference. I haven't had eczema for years and years. And so for me, just healing my gut, doing a better job with what I'm eating every single day, that was such a big thing. And so that's what I want people to know. Like sometimes when you have acne or you have skin issues, you think like, okay, what products can I use? How can I fix my face with like buying all this expensive skincare? And I hate to break it to you, but your expensive skincare is not going to solve your your skin issues. Skin issues are usually a sign of something internal. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're using a bunch of toxic products on your face or your body, sure, that could definitely make you break out. So all in all, I mean, I still use skincare products, of course, but using a clean and toxin-free skincare can certainly help, you know, make the appearance maybe a little bit better, but it's not going to take away your acne. It's not going to Take away your eczema. Like these are signs that internally something with your gut is going on, usually. So 
if that is you and you are struggling with skin stuff, try to focus on more like what's going on inside. So like eliminating toxins, cleaning up your diet versus what kind of products can I buy? Because most people kind of get upset just buying product after product and that doesn't fix it, right? And so pay attention to your skin. Like it is a sign that something has happened. Like our skin is literally one of our biggest detox organs. So when you have a rash, when you have these things coming through your skin, it's literally things that are inside the body that are trying to get out. So again, just something to look into and it's usually diet related. So highly recommend consulting with potentially a naturopath or someone who can run some labs, maybe do some genetic testing, find out if you do need to cut out gluten or if you need to cut out dairy. Start looking into these things so that way you you can help yourself and your skin. Okay, so next thing is we're going to talk about how you handle stress. So this is a very good sign of health and how your nervous system is functioning every single day. So what I mean by this is, you know, does anyone relate to this? Like, do you get mad or angry super easily? Like something falls and breaks. Are you like mad for the whole day? Or do you react to every little thing that happens throughout your day? So for example, like someone cutting you off just like ruins your day or someone not showing up on time also ruins your day. Just like little things like that where they get to you, they affect your whole day, they affect how you show up, things like that. Those are signs that you're you're not handling stress well. And so going through life just reacting to every little thing, that's not normal. It is not a normal nervous system response. And so when you're not handling stress, I mean, this can obviously be for so, so many reasons. However, what needs to happen is not try to create your day to have things that aren't going to make you react because that's impossible. What you need to do is kind of do a deep dive into your nervous system. Why is it in fight or flight all the time? Where is this coming from? Is this a trauma response? Is this just lack of resiliency in the nervous system? But one of the really cool things and... If I'm talking and explaining and you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely me. Like, why is this happening? You know, one of the easiest things to do, really two things, I think, is one, go see a nervous system-based chiropractor, like an upper cervical chiropractor. This is going to get your body into the proper alignment and actually help you adapt and deal with stress better. So again, doesn't take stressors away, right? But it's going to help you adapt to stress better. That's the whole goal with our nervous system. And so That's one thing that you can look into. But another thing, if your nervous system is overreactive, of course, this could be a trauma response from something that happened to you when you were younger or something recent. There's always a reason for why we react the way that we do, right? It's just kind of a general reflection on what's going on on the inside. And so if that's the case, I highly recommend looking in. There's so many cool therapies like hypnotherapy, breath work, things that you can do to, one, help heal your traumas, whatever those are, and again, make your nervous system more adaptable and able to handle stress. So kind of do a little evaluation. How often do you get triggered throughout the day? How do you feel like you're handling stress? Does life always seem super stressful? If that is you, then these are signs that you definitely need to have or connect with some practitioners on how you can better handle stress. And of course, there's things that you can do at home too, like breathwork, meditation, and those things are great. I just think that having someone on your healthcare team that is helping you with 
nervous system adaptability specifically can be so important and upper cervical chiropractic is amazing for that. All right, guys. Lastly, the fifth thing that I want you guys to be thinking about and just kind of tune in to this could be another sign that your body is letting you know that there's some deeper issues going on, which is your dental hygiene. Yay, right? Everybody just loves going to the dentist and loves going to get their teeth cleaned. Just kidding. I know that's some people's like least favorite thing, especially my mom. But let's talk about this for a second because I have become super interested in the oral microbiome and the health of our teeth, mainly because when I moved to San Diego for the first time, I was, you know, most of my healthcare providers that I see, I try to find someone who is like-minded, holistic, not using toxic products, things like that. And so when I came to San Diego, I looked for a biological and holistic dentist. And I remember going there for the first time, got my teeth clean, and the dentist came in and he was like, oh, did you know that you're a part of the 2%? And I'm like, no, what does that mean? And he was like, yeah, you're a part of the 2% of the population who doesn't have a cavity. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I was obviously happy that I've lived 30 some years and I don't have any cavities. I've never had to have any dental work, which is amazing. But I never really thought about it until this dentist brought it up that basically 98% of people have one cavity or have had several or dental work, all the things. And so that kind of got me thinking like, why is this just like such a normal thing that people have cavities and that their teeth decay? And so since then, I've been super interested in in the topic. And what I've really learned that I hope to share with you guys is, I mean, of course, you should brush your teeth. Of course, you should floss. Those are all things that we know. But I think what it really comes down to is like your oral microbiome. It's kind of like the microbiome in your gut. Like there's good and bad bacteria. You don't want the bad bacteria to start outweighing the good because that's going to start causing decay. But the other big thing, too, is that I don't think a lot of people think about is what are you eating every single day? Of course, you know, if you're just eating straight sugar and candy all the time, that's going to lead to dental cavities and decay. But there's also a lot of research showing that having a good microbiome is eating good source protein, eating good quality fats, like having a good, well-rounded diet. This is actually going to help your microbiome, oral microbiome in that sense, which is going to lead to not having tooth decay, which I think is so amazing. And so I kind of have that in the back of my mind, like eating a good whole food, organic, clean diet. That has been something that I have adopted into my lifestyle for years now. But also knowing that it is connected to my oral microbiome and it's also allowing me to preserve my teeth and not having dental cavities, that definitely keeps me continuing to eat healthy because I do not ever want to have a cavity and I certainly don't want them to be drilling into my teeth. So just like a little extra, you know, motivation to like, okay, yeah, let's like keep up with my with my dental hygiene here. I just thought that was so cool. And a couple other things that I've learned, you know, one big thing to kind of take away, because think about this in like as you're raising kids too, they talk about like crackers and goldfish. Those are some of the biggest offenders, if you will, on kids getting cavities. Of course, sugar and candies in there. But I didn't realize that like the cracker and the like the goldfish consistency basically was one of the biggest things or cavity causing things in kids. 
or adults if you are still eating goldfish in your adulthood, which I hope you don't. Read that ingredient label. It's terrible. Anywho, just a little tip in your dental hygiene. So again, most people may just think like, oh, you know, you just get a cavity every now and then and that's normal. But you getting cavities is a sign likely that your diet, what you're eating is not optimal. And I know there will be people who say like, oh, well, my mom had bad teeth or my dad had bad teeth or, you know, whatever it is. And maybe there, of course, can be a genetic component. But also all the choices you make, especially what you eat, is so important. Like I think about my brother and I, like neither of us have had cavities, but both our parents, like we did not thankfully inherit their dental hygiene and the tooth decay and things like that. Like, Again, I don't think it's by coincidence. Maybe there's a little bit of good genes in there, but I also think that it a lot of it is lifestyle and the effort that we put into it. So just something to keep in mind. Really, I hope what you take away from this episode is that there are these little signs that you can kind of listen to before these big things blow up, right? Like don't let your body get into this full-blown health condition. When your body gives you signs that something is off, whether it is getting cavities or how you're reacting to your environment, what's showing up on your skin, your bowel movements, your sleep. Like, guys, just tune into these because these are easy things that a lot of them can be fixed just with lifestyle habits. So I hope you guys learned something new today and this was helpful and I can't wait to catch you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this information was valuable and that you share it with a friend or family member who is struggling to find answers to their health issues and they want help moving forward with their healing journey. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow me on Instagram at drmercedescook. To request a consultation to work together, head to uppercervicalsd.com. I appreciate you tuning in and I look forward to seeing you here next week to dive into the next topic together.